Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans Studio. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. Home is so much more than a house. It's the home of your dreams, and for 30 years, they've been making it better. Rocket Mortgage, push button, get mortgage. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Send the tweets, send them hot, at Ken Carmen, C-A-R-M-A-N. Where I, 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 just, I know I wanted what I wanted to say about the Browns, and I will. Uh, oh, 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 I got to get into this. I, want, I made my top five. I watched Ohio State again last night. And I was at I was at the studios and I was still watching Ohio State just beat the brakes off of Northwestern. Northwestern did a thing where it, yeah, Northwestern isn't that good. Pat Fitzgerald runs a professional program and has done a good job over at Northwestern. You know, going into that football game, you might be able to surprise a couple, and they might by the end of the season because they just do that. They run a system that maybe maybe they'll still end up three and nine, but maybe they'll end up around five hundred. He's a good football coach, and that's why they keep him there, and that's why he stays there, and he basically has a lifetime contract because Pat Fitzgerald's good at what he's doing. But they had the little gimmick where they grew out the grass nine inches long, and I brought a, I my question was, and this has been before Notre Dame switched to turf. Why do you grow out the grass long to slow down an opponent when, if they're already faster than you, even though they might be slow, if you grow out the grass, you're still going to be slow too. Billy Jack, Billy. Yeah, Kem, what's up? How are does, you? Does, does that not make sense if I grow up the grass to slow you down? I imagine I can't beat you in a foot race, Billy, okay? So right. say I grow out my grass to catch you. Wouldn't I still be slower in the tall grass? Of course you would. Of course you would. Like, I, I feel that if I did anything, if you are Northwestern yesterday and you're playing Ohio State, like, you could fill up Ryan Field with an entire ball pit. I don't think you're catching J.K. Dobbins because you're still slower. Am I wrong? Tom, you're smart. You went to Columbia. Come on. Yeah, no, no. The logic that you're using is is fair. Honestly, I'd rather go the other way. I'd rather cut it to a putting green style consistency. That way, a, a faster team like Ohio State, maybe they'll go so fast. Now, this is just dumb, but hear me out. Maybe they'll go so fast they'll make more mistakes. You come out and you control the ball, meaning you control the pace. You eliminate turnovers, huh? Tom, Billy Jack, That's anybody? Not what Coach Fitzgerald, he's trying to put in a, a tough mentality. That's what he wants. He wants the team thinking oh. about inviting, you know, a grind type of game and type of vibe to their prep. So they were going to play a close, tight game in the trenches. That's why they were letting the grass grow, kind of like ah. a wink, wink. So they just installed Kakulia grass, and away they went. They just made it U.S. Open rough consistency. There you, there you go. go. Like Johnny Miller should have been standing on the sidelines giving the play-by-play of what was going on with the players. Oh, by the way, they lost by 49. 
Northwestern did yesterday. My top five teams right now as of week eight of college football. Five I put at Oklahoma, but I think I want to put them at four. Clemson, number four. LSU still number three, even though Joe Burrow is probably the best quarterback in college football. Alabama, number two. Ohio State, number one. I've seen Ohio State, and and immediately you're going to get on Twitter and you're going to go yell at me and you're going to look at my bio and then you're going to think that. Tom, please vouch for me. I'm not a big Ohio State fan. We've been down this road a million times. Yeah, no, that's that's Lima's area of expertise. Yes, thank you. You want homerism from Ohio State? Anthony Lima comes on at 2 p.m. Eastern. He will homer it up for everybody. The reason I say this is that for the last few years, Ohio State wins a national championship 2014. Since then, I think Urban Meyer has really struggled, and Ohio State has struggled. They've not struggled with recruiting. They've struggled with getting guys to buy in. I'm a little bit critical of Dabo Sweeney because I think he keeps going back to the well. It's why I love what Nick Saban has done for so long. These are guys who have to consistently reinvent themselves. You must remain true to the word. You must remain true to the the recruiting pitch and what you're trying to sell. But in season... You have to give a reason to buy in. You have to give a reason for guys to take Alabama, Clemson, Oklahoma, Ohio State, LSU football personally. Because now when you're recruiting to this level, and we've seen the proliferation of the smart athlete, and thank God for it, they're more educated than they've ever been. There's no more where they're they're a little bit. They might be a little overwhelmed, but I think the $100 handshakes, the the nefarious means, all that stuff, that, that's to be expected anymore. They want to know what's in it for them. And good, a person should be, at 17 years old even, the more educated they are on the subject matter, the better it is. But for a young athlete, for a guy who's thinking when he goes to one of these top five schools that I just mentioned, they are trying to go to the NFL, no matter where they are. The 17-year-old who signs with LSU believes that in three years, in three years now, he will be going to play in the NFL on Sundays. Everybody around him is telling him that. They're telling him that he has to work hard and all that other crap that you hear. But don't tell me there's not some five-star U.S. Army all-star game recruit who signs with LSU, Alabama, Oklahoma, Clemson, and Ohio State. Thank you. Clemson and Ohio State. Don't think for a second they're not thinking about going to the NFL. So now the challenge is to, to Lincoln Riley, to Ryan Day, to all those coaches. You have to create something that makes them take it personally. Because they're at the very beginning, they're going to you for the cachet. They're going to you because it is a it's a higher ceiling, it's a higher calling. Everything's bigger. They 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 play at the highest level, and that on the Thursday night of the NFL draft, it's your schools that are going in the top ten. Guys who went to your schools are walking down the aisle, going up on the stage, grabbing the jerseys, and having their their lives change forever, and their families' lives change forever. You have to get them to love. Alabama football. And if a kid's from Tuscaloosa, that's easy. If a kid is from Los Angeles, California, and he's being told he's amazing, or if he's from Bradenton, Florida, and he's at the IMG Academy, it is hard. It's hard. So you have to convince them, and I'm pounding it into my fist as I say it. You have to convince them that they're being disrespected. You have to convince them that there are there are forces that are pulling against them, that they must be woken up, and they must buy into the system and find a love. Because they think they love, but they don't love it yet. They think they love Alabama and Clemson and Ohio State. They think they do. But in the fourth quarter, when you've been punched in the mouth by an unranked team on the road, 
are you going to respond? And over the last four years with Ohio State, they haven't. I was not the worst college football in the program in the world, but by the way Ohio State recruits and by the way Iowa recruits, there should not be any parallel. But a few years ago, Iowa still scoring touchdowns. The same quarterback that people want replaced in Iowa and Nate Stanley ripped them to shreds that day. Last year, Ohio State rolling. You go to Purdue, you're embarrassed by a sub-500 academic school that's really more of a basketball school. That's heart. That's heart, that's effort, that's determination. And immediately when I start to say that Ohio State's different because it's it's easier for Ohio State now without Urban Meyer, new coach in Ryan Day, to take really talented kids and motivate the hell out of them. Now you have that natural essence. Someday it should be hard for Ryan Day because you're not getting a kid from Cleveland or Sandusky especially the Sandusky, the northwest part of the state, where there's a real strong love or hate for Ohio State because it's such a close proximity to Ann Arbor and Michigan and Michigan fans. So you will get some guys who really buy in, but you're not getting those type of guys anymore. You get them from Marietta, Georgia, Macon, Georgia. You get them from Los Angeles. You get them from Florida, Texas, all over the country. So you got to get those guys to buy in. You have to create conflict. That's why Saban's been so incredible. Every year, Saban creates conflict. Media, controversy, Fans, his own student section he's called out, he creates it. That's what keeps them sharp. That's why I worry a little bit with Dabo. I know I, I know they kicked the everlasting hell out of Florida State the other day. Maybe this is the beginning of something great again with, with Trevor Lawrence and everything. I know they kicked the crap out of him. But how many times are you going to go to the Roy bus? If the Roy bus works, then to hell with what I have to say. And I'm a fan of Dabo Sweeney. If the Roy bus works, then keep doing the Roy bus. But how much longer does the Roy bus work, or does that become Clemsoning at some point? Because when you've won a national championship, it's harder to repeat than it was to win it the first time because now it's what's in it for me. It's the same thing in pro sports. That's why it's To me, it's much more of an impressive feat to win in a back-to-back season than it is to even to get the first one. Because now you've seen it, now you look at a little bit more what's personally for you. What's going to be in it for you, for your long term? What's going to be in it for the defensive linemen who are trying to get to the NFL? What's going to be in for the wide receivers who are trying to get to the NFL and on to the next level? The same thing with your assistant coaches. Hey, we've just won a war, we've just won a national championship. Where can I go to be a head coach or where can I go to be a coordinator now that's going to pay me a lot of money so I can finally cash in? These are difficult things that you have to deal with. And Dabo Sweeney has to deal with them. I don't know if you can always go to the Roy bus. Maybe you can. Lincoln Riley will have to do that at some point. They are still chasing number one. Ryan Day is still chasing number one. Obviously, Ed Orgeron is chasing his own questions with his own boosters and what they thought of him in the past, and I think that does get a talented LSU team motivated. So that works for him. And when you go to the very tippy top with Saban, with Dabo Sweeney, One guy here, one guy right there, and Nick Saban able to get those guys to really buy in. That's been the difference with Alabama football compared to basically anybody else in the country. If Ryan Day can harness that over time, he's got it built in naturally. And it's the reason why I put him number one. They're finally playing like a team that they were recruited to play. And I know that Northwestern isn't always going to be a great barometer. But when you look at the overall domination in all three phases, plus coaching, plus with Justin Fields, 
There's not a doubt in my mind. You can get out the schedules if you can want if you want to. And we can have the you know what measuring contest if we want to. But watching them play along with the other four teams, it's been consistent, it's been complete. The biggest test comes up next Saturday at high noon at home for a team that will try to execute and will punch you in the face. You may win that game by 21. You will be hit in the mouth. I love Wisconsin football. It will be the ultimate test. And while I'm saying it a week early, and maybe I'm going to be end up being wrong, maybe I'm going to end up being let down because I'm finally buying into Ohio State after years of not, you will be tested next week. There is no conversation about, who did they played? Let's bring out the schedules here. Well, Alabama played Duke and New Mexico and South Carolina and Southern Miss and Ole Miss, who has how many different NCAA? They have more NCAA violations than they do wins over the last how many years? Okay, fine. They had their Texas A&M this week. Ohio State will have theirs, except theirs are still a top 10. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. We'll hold off five burning questions. We'll do that at 1240-940 Pacific time. Up next, I'll admit, if I were anywhere else, I'd want the Browns to fail, and I'd want them to fail miserably. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. Coming up a little bit later, even an inconvenient truth is going to set you free. And you know what, Jimmy, later on tonight, baby, you got another chance. You got another chance. You got another chance to actually get wins and and not make excuses and actually earn your paycheck. You got another chance coming up later on tonight, Jimmy. I know that they're not very good, or they're not as good as what they have been in the past, but it's still going to be a pretty raucous atmosphere. And, boy, I don't know if you're really as good as what people said you've been in the past. You got a chance tonight, Jimmy. You got a real chance. You going to back it up? You going to back it up, or is it going to be excuse time? Is it going to be shirtless catch time? Is it going to be sleepover recruits time? Is it going to be trips to Italy time? Which time is it going to be, Jimmy? Which one's it going to be? Is it going to be pleated khakis, or is it actually time for winning? Which one are you going to pick? You can already tell I'm getting worked into a shoot about it. 855-2124-CBS. Boy, if you listen to this, you'd think I'm more of a fan of them than you thought I was of the other team, wouldn't you? You know Tom's thinking that. I'll admit this to you here. And I think we have clearance in Cleveland, which scares me, but here we go. If I were anywhere else, I'd hope that the Browns are a tremendous failure. If I were anywhere else, I know it. I, I have a right now, and you can call me out for the hypocrisy if you want to. I don't care. I have a Browns hoodie on right now. Well, it's a nice pullover here. I can wear in the rain and everything like that. I ain't going to get all wet. This is kind of a slicker. Uh, I, I like them. I love them. And I want them to do really well. My firstborn son was conceived after the Browns-Saints game when Billy Cundiff hit a field goal to win it in week two in Mike Pettin's first year with the Cleveland Browns. How would you I know want him. You, you didn't know that, Tom? No. How would oh, you yeah, know Oh, yeah. Axel, Axel, well, you know. Why? I don't know if you guys My are. It, don't, don't take this the wrong way, and I think you and I have talked about this before. If you ever have kids, you don't need to have them. You don't want them. Don't, no big deal. Don't let anybody pressure you into having children, okay? Uh, the second thing is, yeah, when uh, there's a lot of dads who might be listening, and I'll try to clean, keep this clean because it's Saturday. You knew, mom knew, and dad knew 
I knew when each three were going to be on their way. Wow. Yes. I knew. All right, then. Sorry to derail, but that. uh, No, it's true. It's true. 855-212-4CBS. When you throw out the number, you try to move on. So I knew that my son was conceived uh, after the the, uh, Browns-Saints game in week two. I want him to do well. And I want Baker Mayfield to do well. There is a personal buy into there, and I, I have no problem admitting that to you, and you control me all you want. If the Browns ended up 2-14 and 14 and Baker Mayfield sucks up the room and Freddie Kitchens is is thumb-faced like people have been calling him when they call into my show, boy, it's been a great season so far. Uh, if they end up being that way, then you can go ahead and troll the hell out of me, and they used to do it on Sunday nights, and you can do it in the midday if you want to. It doesn't matter. But I'll admit to you, if I was, if this was Kenny Carmen and I was on 610 in Kansas City, or if I was on Double X 1090 or wherever it is, and I was not with the Browns as a fan, God, I'd want them to fail. Because I think what they are doing is laying down a very scary blueprint for this league. I was talking with passion to fans earlier today about refs and about changing rules and improving officiating. And I say, hey, let's get rid of replay. And I made this great point. And I, 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 well, I thought that it was a great point. I made a, a strong argument against it, uh, for getting rid of replay, against replay, and about moving forward in the NFL. And there's a part where the NFL sets it up so you are interested in every team. That's why I'm going to rail against the Chargers later on. Because the NFL wants it where you are a hardcore Browns fan. I am, in wrestling parlance, a mark. I'm a mark for the Browns. I want the Browns to win. That's my thing. I set my clock to it. I consume Browns things. I pay money to see the Browns. I'm a mark. That's what they want. They want you to care. And what the Browns did for two years is they told their fans... And not so uncertain terms that, hey, you know what? You really shouldn't care. We're going to try to tear this thing down and build this thing up. We're going to do it the way the NBA does it. We're going to do this the way that the NBA does it. We're going to tank this thing out. We're going to try to get the number one overall pick. We're going to take the number one overall pick. And we're not going to draft a quarterback the first time out. We're going to draft Miles Garrett. And then we're going to suck up even more. And then we're going to finally draft the quarterback. And we'll see if that guy's guy's actually the savior. When there were the Eagles that didn't have to tank. They weren't good, but they didn't have to tank. You had the Titans and you had the Buccaneers who weren't that good but really didn't have to tank in that classic sense of not even trying from the beginning of the year. The Chiefs got Patrick Mahomes. They were a playoff team the year before. They traded up and took Patrick Mahomes, who they are my greatest example against this. But then you had the Browns. They took Baker Mayfield. And so far, I know it's been rocky this year, but so far it's it's been pretty decent. We'll see how it goes for the future. They believe they have their franchise quarterback and it's going to be at least another couple of years before they actually make their decision whether or not he is or he isn't. But now we're seeing the Dolphins do it. Now we're hearing fans wanting their own teams to do it. Tennessee's 2-4. and four. Marcus Mariota's been benched. Season's done. Ryan Tannehill isn't saving anything or anybody. Well, might as well lose the games. Bengals are 0-6. Andy Dalton, you're 0-6. There's not much to root for except pick number one. The Bengals aren't tanking it out on purpose, though. Tennessee isn't tanking it out on purpose. If the Browns have success, while myself, I am almost pulling against myself in a King Lear situation. Because if the Browns have success, I can tell you now, 
that there will be a distinct possibility there will be a fourth Carmen child. However, for the love of the league and the love of NFL football, there will be a smidgen. It's going to be small, but there will be a smidgen that will be very worried because I don't want the NFL to be the NBA. The NBA has very special things. They they are great with play, well not this week with LeBron, but they are great with player development, great with player promotion. They get those players out there. They're all over the world. It's a global thing. But I do think the league has suffered a bit because of what's in it for me as a fan if I'm in Sacramento. What's in it for me as a fan if I'm in Detroit? What's in it for me as a fan if I'm not one of the teams that have one of the golden god type of players? I don't think I can build it anymore. I don't think I can do it. The only thing I have left to do is tank. Well, I'm not going to be checked in during a tank season. So now I have less passion, and that means I'm not going to pay attention. I'm not going to pay attention to your product. I'm not going to spend money on your product unless one of those great players are coming in. That's not the reason you're supposed to do it. That's not the reason the NFL wants to do it. And if the Browns do this and they are successful, and the Dolphins do it and they are successful, two teams – that one has looked for a quarterback since Bernie Kosar. The other one has looked for a quarterback since Dan Marino. Both over 20 years. If both teams end up coming out the other side of this better, you can't think for a damn second that owners, not general managers, not head coaches, not scouts, owners aren't going to look at this and go, you know, they're still going to come. We still get the TV revenue. I need me a quarterback. We got to sell a quarterback. We need a good quarterback. I do want to win, but I'm going to tank this thing out. Because if Baker Mayfield struggles and quarterback X, whoever whoever Miami struggles, it just knocks down owners and tells them, no, this is a horrible idea. You shouldn't do this. You should be like the Chiefs who went out and got a decent quarterback, a guy who's a professional, a guy who the Redskins wish was still able to play for them because it might have saved a lot of jobs and a lot of fight and a lot of angst and maybe even a first-round pick. They went out and they got that quarterback. They made playoff runs. They went out and they got a good coach who does a good job that people want to take guys from his staff with the exception of a couple, but they want to take guys from his staff. they, They went out and got a good coach with a good staff and a good team, and they went out and they made the right moves. They did a good job. They traded up in the draft to take their future quarterback before their current quarterback was all done. They tank nothing. If you're a Chiefs fan right now, things are a little bit scary because Patrick Mahomes is out for a month. But overall, you have a quarterback who could change the game, who could change the way we look at professional football for the next 20 years. Patrick Mahomes, with the type of talent that he has, could go down as the best to ever do it. And that includes Tom, that includes Joe, that includes everything. That's all potential. That's not truth yet. But could go down as the greatest to ever do it. You tanked nothing. There were years that were lean. There were years that were good, and you got close. Your franchise always gave you what you demand as a fan. To try to win, to try to make me happy, to give me a good reason to spend my disposable income on you. For all the favorite teams, for as much as, yeah, I love the Cleveland Browns, for as much as I do, I can't help but love the Chiefs. Because there is a wrong way and a right way. They're doing it the right way. 855-2124-CBS. You're listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. 
855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. I got to hold off on firebirding questions. We got calls. I wanted to fit the calls in. Let's just go to the calls. Let me get Chris in Northeast Ohio. You're first up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Hello there, Ken. And uh, before I start talking, this isn't uh, just any Chris in Northeast Ohio. This is Chris, formerly of Illyria. How are you, Breaking Ken? Oh, my God. It's good to speak to you, Chris. Go right on. Seriously, it's wonderful to speak to you, friend. You go right on ahead. Yeah, well, it's wonderful to hear you, Ken, and and especially on Saturdays. Ken, can I just say that I love you so much more on Saturdays than I do during the week. Not that you're not good at what you do, but oh. believe me, when I'm when I'm driving to work in the AM, I feel like the AM show with you and Lima, it kind of lends itself to you guys fielding calls from like the lowest common denominator of sports fan in this town. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Now that's kind of what I do here. Now let's be serious. And also, you know, it's... Right now, Chris, let me tell you this. Now, this is, and I've talked to you before. It's been a long time since I've spoken to you, buddy. They're not playing well right now. They're two and four. So though I don't think that they're lowest common denominator fans. I think they're very frustrated, and they tend to take it over because they're so angry because their football team that was supposed to be good is not very good right now, Chris. That's why. That's, you, you, and that's if you think that's an excuse, then fine. I uh, fine. Go ahead. But go ahead. Go go with what you were going to well, say, buddy. You know me. I mean, I've always had a pretty unconventional perspective on sports. Right? We've talked about this sort of thing before. And in your opening monologue, when you were talking about, man, if I didn't live in Cleveland, I'd probably really want this team to suck. It's it's crazy because I feel like you're prying open your third eye as a sports fan, and you could very well be opening up the portal to a new dimension that I don't think sports fans are ready to understand you're touching on something that's very, very important and very accurate. You know, the Browns win, lose, or draw, they're heels, Ken. Their coach is a heel. Their quarterback is a heel. Their star wide receiver is a heel. And for better or worse, I think a lot of people out there really do want them to fail. And I think the NFL is getting into pretty dangerous territory here where they are, if not already, are becoming a heel league in the eyes of many fans where their commissioner is a totalitarian authority figure and the referees are corrupt so you feel like they're only pushing certain teams and not pushing other teams and they don't really care about what you this, like this is why Chris, thing for me that's that's the problem this is why and I, i'm going to bring this to another thing and this is going to be out in left field this is why i want the this is why i want the chargers to sell and move i want the chargers to sell and move and the reason I want that is because I look at the Chargers the same way as people looked at the Clippers. Now, this is without the terrible racism of Donald Sterling, okay? This is looked at in the sense of the, the Clippers were a team that, that just was a tenant in the in the Staples Center. They were the B team, the minor league team, that if you couldn't get to a Laker game, this was okay. This is what you got for the ninth birthday, not the 10th birthday. The 10th, you actually get to go see the Lakers. But for the ninth birthday, you get to go see the Clippers. And it was just... It's professional basketball. We're in the NBA. Come see the away team. And what I saw in that game against the Steelers, where it was 90% Steelers fans, it's just a vacation destination. So what you're telling you, and I and I know that they technically rickrolled the fans there, but what you're telling everybody is that, hey, just come see them, and we don't even care because technically it's professional football. To me, that's asinine, and I do think it starts with the tanking culture with what teams are doing with, well, we just got to find a quarterback anyway. How It's amazing how all these other teams found quarterbacks and they're able to make playoff runs, and none of them had to lose every single game they played. Sorry, Chris, I went off on a terrible rant. Go ahead. 
no, Ken, this is you at your best, man. No shame at all. But you're right. And it's, it's so it's so sad because the San Diego Chargers that I grew up knowing and loving with LT, they were a babyface team as far as I was concerned. And they moved to Los Angeles and they rebrand themselves as the LA Chargers. And it, it doesn't lend themselves to them having any sort of goodwill with any any fan base. There's no built-in reward system with being a Chargers fan. And unfortunately, that's that's dangerous territory for really any franchise. I mean, they, mm-hmm. have, they have 32 franchises in the NFL, but they don't really have 32 fan bases right now. Yes. It's a very slippery slope. Yes. That's, you have a place, and L.A.'s a place. And, Chris, thank you for the call. It was good to hear from you again. I'll make the comparison. Push back five burning questions. We're not going to have time. Tom already knows it. Well, I'll make the comparison. You have plenty of play- Pittsburgh, they hate me in Pittsburgh. They have a very passionate fan base. They love their Steelers. You do love your football team. Cleveland, Detroit, plenty of places. They have a very passionate fan base. L.A.'s a place where you go and you got other things to do. I don't want anybody taking that and thinking, well, we're just going to roll out the, we're going to roll out the footballs or we're going to just pass out the footballs and away we go. It's a dangerous precedent you set. And when you tank, you take passionate fan bases and you give them that LA attitude. And guess what happens? If you don't get that quarterback, if he doesn't really work out, then you'll just have apathy. You'll have overall apathy. There was a time the Browns were bad for 20 years. But they were five win teams. And three-win teams and four-win teams and six-win teams. And actually, Anthony Lima does a song about it. It's really, really good. And he just sings off the records. But they did try terribly. They were horrible efforts and horrible drafts. But they did try. So fans would at least give them somewhat of an olive branch. Hey, you're trying. We want you fired and we want new guys in because you guys you guys suck. But at least you're trying. When you're not trying, I, I, I'm terrible. I'm terrified of this. I'm terribly afraid. If Baker Mayfield fails, what's the next step? Because you spent two years in the abyss. You bring this guy in. You make him into a, and the the Dolphins will do this too. You make him into a savior for your football team, for your franchise. And right now, a lot of people are saying, well, it's a little bit too much too soon. He's in his second year. Guys are going to struggle. Russell Wilson struggled in his third year. I mean, guys struggle. They have years where they, Joe Montana go and now Joe Montana's a third round pick, and so is Russell Wilson. They're not first round picks. You could use that against him, but that's still part of the point. You have young guys who have to go through that maturation process. If this doesn't work out, I'm terrified of apathy. They went through that. They bought in. They fell head over heels in love. And if that guy doesn't work out, I'm afraid of apathy. I can deal with anger. I can deal with Chris calling in and saying that the fans are lunatics. I can deal with that. I want you to care. You have to care. If you don't care, that's scary. You don't want to do that. Places like Cleveland, football, Ohio, it's shooting fish in a barrel. Detroit, blue collar, muscle, like the Lions, good history, good football team, good players on the football team in the past. It, it It's making sense. Pittsburgh, the 70s, Cower, Roethlisberger, Blue-collar mentality. It makes sense in these cities. You don't ever want to do something like that. Buffalo. We know about that whole Great Lakes region. Green, but everywhere. You you just, you can't do that. And I'm terrified of the tanking culture. That's why, you know, if, if I'm just, if I'm not from here, I hate what's going on. If I'm, if, if it's Kenny Carmen, 
on 105.7 The Fan in Baltimore. That bad example. If it's Ken Carmen on 560 QAM in Miami, I hate the Browns. I hate that the Dolphins are trying to emulate the Browns, and I want everybody to be the Chiefs. Try. Don in Cleveland, Ohio. You're next up on The Fan. How you doing, Ken? Hi, Don. Um, I agree with you. If I wasn't a, uh, in Cleveland or a Browns fan, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like what the Browns are doing. And it's basically because of the personalities and the attitudes that some of those personalities have. Actually, actually does bother me as a Browns fan. Um, you know, Baker's, I don't want to say he's conceded and arrogant, but he has a degree of that in how he talks. We, we all know about Odell Beckham Jr. Um, so they've got these young, talented players, high-profile guys, and his attitudes with, without the winning. You know, at least as a Browns fan, I, I would I'd be okay with it as a Browns fan if we had a winning record. No, it doesn't get you anything other than a lower draft pick, but at least win more games than you lose, and then you can at least try to talk a little smack. But we haven't done it yet, so I'm with you on that point. Mm-hmm. If, if we, if, if I wasn't in Cleveland or anyone who's outside of Cleveland, it actually doesn't bother me anymore if, if they're giving us a hard time, if they're, if they're throwing shade at us, if they're Fair. rooting against us, because, because we brought it on ourselves so far this season. And, and with the two and four, you know, and here's the other point I want to make about that. Yeah. You are what you are in the NFL in terms, you know, you're, you, you, you are what your record is. We're two and four. But if you take a step back, even as a Browns fan, and look at each game objectively, they've actually only been truly beaten one time. They've actually beaten themselves every other game they've lost. I, I so said that earlier this week. I'd agree with that. Go, I, did not, I did not hear until you say that, so I'm sorry. And I'll make one final point you brought up earlier um, about Mr. Harbaugh in college football. Yeah. He's hands down the most overrated college football coach now and for a long time. Andrew Luck was going to be Andrew Luck no matter where he went to college, no matter who his coach was. That's the only thing Jim Harbaugh can hang his hat on. You take Andrew Luck out of the equation, Jim Harbaugh is a guy who coached Arkansas State or something like that. He's a, and, and what really got to me this year with Harbaugh was he, when he got out-Harbaughed out by Wisconsin. Harbaugh is all about the two tight end set, run the ball, control the clock. That's all he does. He won't evolve and do a better offense. And he got that stuff down his throat by Wisconsin. The, the type of game he likes to play, he got crushed by that same method of play. It's just I, am- I, I it's amazing to me, Don. If he didn't get fired. It's amazing to me, Don. No, I, I w- see, my, Michigan's in a spot. And damn, you're giving away what I can sell. And thank you for the call, buddy. Is... <laughs> Michigan's in a tough spot. I don't think Michigan can fire the guy. And I was going to save this for the end of the show, and I'll say it right now, and I'll probably say it again at the end of the show. It's just something else that the guy was paid. The guy's paid to beat Ohio State. The guy's paid to beat Urban Meyer. He never beat Urban Meyer. He's 0-4, and I don't care. Beating Ryan Day ain't the same as beating Urban Meyer. Well, it might be this year, considering what I'm saying about Ryan Day right now. It should gall Michigan fans that Matt Rule. You didn't know who the hell Matt Rule was two years ago. Matt Rule has Baylor, who had to deal with Art Bryles and that entire fallout. They're six and zero right now. Yeah, Baylor six and zero right now. Matt Rule. Matt Rule has Baylor at six and zero. PJ Fleck has Minnesota at six and zero. You can always play. Who have you played? Minnesota isn't anybody. Baylor isn't anybody. Cincinnati's five and one. Cincinnati was garbage. Tommy Tuberville was there. Actually, wasn't that terrible at Cincinnati? 
You're, and every single time, it's just an excuse. I don't need to make rule. I have plenty of excuses for Matt Rule at Baylor. He doesn't need him as team 6-0. and I would have plenty of excuses for P.J. Fleck in Minnesota. Eh, you know, you're a mid-level school in the Big Ten. What are you going to No, you're 6-0. and you, it's only it's excuse university up there. That's all it is. You have another chance today, another chance tonight. You can be, and I still won't let you out. But still, you can you can be what you're actually paid for. Imagine that, Jimmy, getting paid what you're worth now, or actually earning your paycheck. It'd be a nice thing for Michigan. It'd be a nice thing for for Jim Harbaugh, because w- when you're first there. And you're expected to win, and you first get there. I've been through the honeymoon period. I just got done talking about the Browns. Trust me, I, I know honeymoon periods. When you have a honeymoon period, it's it's really funny and quirky and colorful when you're playing shirtless catch and when you're on the set of Judge Judy in the audience with the old man. By the way, your brother, I don't think, was there. Your brother, the better coach. I don't think your brother was there, but you were. It's great to be on the set of Judge Judy. When you 0-4 against Ohio State, when you're losing at home, when you're getting the brakes beat off you by Wisconsin, who nev- who beat you at your own game because I've watched college football. I've watched Michigan football for 33 years and seen Michigan football line up with Lloyd Carr and pound it down teams' throats for years. And that was your response? Again, you have another chance tonight. And if you get stoned out tonight, I'm dying to hear the excuse, Jim, because in college football where Lincoln Riley invents him, I need a quarterback so badly. Five burning questions, 1.20 p.m. Eastern. Up next, get rid of replays. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.